where we're going to talk about traveling for work. Most of my private clients travel for work very often, and I love coaching them through this because I had my own experience with being a road warrior in my professional consulting days. So let's talk about traveling for work and managing your weight loss. You're listening to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, episode 168. If it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome back to the podcast. I am on, as my dad used to say, cloud nine. I am just like, you know how you just have those days where everything is going right? You have those periods of like times in your life where everything is just aligning and everything is going right. I'm like in one of those cycles right now and it feels amazing. And I'm thrilled to bring you another really great podcast episode. But today I was listening to episode 166 in my car and it was so good. Listen, y'all. Yes, I am my biggest fan. I am my own biggest fan. I love listening to my podcast. And when I have really good episodes, I'm like, yo, everybody needs to hear this right now. So if you did not listen to episode 166. And that is, I talked about why you regain weight after you lose it. I want you to go back and listen to it after you listen to this one. And I want you to share it with a friend. Share it with a friend who may be struggling with their weight or doing something crazy. It's so interesting. Like everybody I talk to these days knows like at least one person who is doing some type of shot pharmaceutical drug in order to lose weight. I want you to send them that podcast, episode 166. All right, so let's talk about today's episode, where we're going to talk about traveling for work. Most of my private clients travel for work very often, and I love coaching them through this because I had my own experience with being a road warrior in my professional consulting days. So let's talk about traveling for work and managing your weight loss. So work travel is something that you cannot avoid, right? Unless, of course, there is a global pandemic, then nobody's going anywhere. But I know firsthand how frustrating it is to have to give up your healthy routine for work. Like you have your workout schedule figured out, you're taking your salads to the office instead of eating out, you got your morning routine down pat, and then boom, you get notified that there is a work trip on the horizons. You've got to get in the car, get in the plane, get on the train, and go somewhere else for a couple of days for the sake of your job. So... I talk a lot on the podcast about vacation planning, right? And how to go on vacation and still enjoy yourself. 
and not completely sabotage your weight loss goal. But I have not talked about traveling for work and how traveling for work for many of us can just totally mess up our progress. And again, I said I have extensive experience in this area. If you know me and you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that before I became a full-time entrepreneur and full-time coach in 2020, I had a decades-long career as a management consultant. I started my career out of grad school. I worked for Ernst & Young for nine years. And then after ENY, I worked for two years at Accenture, where I was laid off (laughs) very happily. (laughs) And I discovered the wonderful world of being a contractor and doing contract work. So at that point, I became a contractor with Deloitte full-time for over 10 years. Now, if you don't know any of these companies, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But if you're in the professional services world, accounting, audit, you know, these are used to be the big eight. I think now it's the big four, right? So that was my career was focused in the professional services industry. So when I joined Ernst & Young right out of graduate school, the requirement for travel was 90% of the time, 90% of the time. We could live anywhere in the country. The only requirement we had is that we had to live within two hours of an airport. So when I finished grad school at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, I decided I wanted to move back to the East Coast and I moved to Silver Spring, Maryland. So I was close to two airports. And I traveled essentially every single week. The professional services consultant life is very, very unique. And you definitely had to love being in that industry with those travel requirements or else you would just be 100% miserable, just miserable. I personally loved the opportunity to see different cities. I love being able to work on different projects. I mean, in my early days, I never worked on a project longer than six months. And I was a frequent flyer. So For those of you, if you don't understand the consultant lifestyle back then, so this is what, night I graduated grad school in 98. So that was like the late 90s. I used to fly every single week, Monday morning, hop on a plane. And depending on the project, we would fly home either Thursday night. Actually, no, we never flew home on Fridays unless it was a special event. But I remember my first project, I actually had to leave on Sunday, and it was in Texas. I had to fly it on Sundays, and I would come home on Thursdays, and I would live in a hotel. So I was a frequent flyer, managing my hotel points and my airline miles and my Amex points was like a side job. Like, we as consultants, we loved it. We loved managing and like trying to optimize all of the freebies that we would get as a perk of this lifestyle. At one point in my life, (laughs) I never had to sit coach in an airplane because I had so many miles. Every time I flew, I never had to sit in coach because I was always getting upgraded because I had the highest tier available for any airline. And those upgrades, let me tell you something, became real handy when I was flying to Europe and working overseas because, you know, we couldn't fly business class and pay for it through the company, we had to fly a coach or pay for a coach ticket, but I would always get upgraded. 
I banked all of my hotel points at Starwood. Y'all remember Starwood Hotel Chain in Marriott before Marriott purchased Starwood. And I always got room upgrades. And I always got thank you gifts in my room. If you haven't been to a hotel where they leave you a thank you gift, like a little bottle of wine, or I would get a like a cheese and cracker board and a little note from the concierge in my room when I checked in, you haven't lived yet. Right. So looking back at those days, I was a very entitled traveler. I'm just telling you all that this because I just want you to understand how much I traveled. So I know what it means to travel for work. Traveling that much definitely had its perks, but it also found me at my highest weight ever. My sleep schedule was never regular because I I was catching these 5 a.m., 6 a.m. flights out on Monday morning. There were late nights in the office during the week because we were consultants and that was kind of like our culture. We stayed late until the job was done, which meant late dinners after work with my coworkers, which meant my sleep quality was again affected because of the heavy meal late at night. Hotel gyms, yeah, they were available, but they were never my thing back in the day because at that time, I would rather spend my morning ensuring I had enough time to get the breakfast available in the club lounge because, you know, as a frequent flyer and a frequent hotel stayer, I always had access to the club lounge and I made sure I stayed in a hotel that had a club lounge. So I'd always make sure I would get breakfast before I went to the office. And when I had breaks in between projects, so in the consulting world, once you finished a project and you didn't have another one yet, you technically were on the bench or on the beach. It depends on the company. They use different terms, but essentially you were on the bench and you were waiting until you got an email saying, hey, we have another opening that matches your skill set. It's in your geographic area. We'd like to staff you on this project. And so those times, those moments, and sometimes being on the bench, I would be there for weeks. If I got lucky, maybe a month or two. But that was the time where I would like jump back into my healthy routine and try to lose some weight before I was called to go on to my next project. So fast forward, when I started working as a contractor for Deloitte, I worked more from home. So at that time, I was really, really struggling with my weight still. And that's when I discovered my first health coach. And for those of you who've heard my story before, you all know that that's how I discovered what coaching was. That's how I discovered what health coaching was. I found this woman on the internet. She told me if I tried everything, that I hadn't tried this and I should work with her. And so I did. I joined her group program. And that's where I learned all about a holistic approach to weight loss. Right. And how my lifestyle, among other things, was negatively impacting my weight. It was like this huge light bulb moment. So if you're not familiar with a holistic approach when it comes to weight loss, we look at your nutrition. Right. So what are you putting into your body? How are you managing your stress? And stress comes from all areas of our lives. What's your level of activity? We look at your emotional stability and your ability to manage stress. How do you manage stress, if at all? Your support system, we look at all of those things when it comes to weight loss and taking a holistic approach to losing weight. 
So when I was working with his health coach in her program, it was like a six-week program for 1400 bucks. I learned the state of my career, the state of my current relationships at the time, my finances, my spirituality, my lifestyle, all of those things were affecting my weight. It was like, what? Oh my goodness. And so after going through that six-week program, I was like, I need to know more. She didn't have any other offers or any other programs, so I actually enrolled in the school that she had attended. And that's how I became a health coach, a certified health coach, because I enrolled in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. So when I was contracting with Deloitte, one of the things I did love about contract work at that time is because I could pick and choose my projects and who I wanted to work with. It's almost like I would say, hey, I'm available for a project. And they would say, we've got something available. And I would say, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I would say, okay, give me something else. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Give me something else. And so I was able to really decide which projects I wanted to work on, which team members I wanted to work with. I felt like I had more control over my career and I didn't have to succumb to professional development stuff. I didn't have to go to a whole bunch of boring team meetings, none of that stuff. So I really enjoyed being a contractor during that time in my life. And as a contractor, I wasn't serving clients in that way like I used to. So I didn't have to travel every single week. So I was able to work from home more often. And that's actually when I came up with the idea of No Work Wednesday. When I was working at Deloitte, Wednesdays were my time to study when I was studying to be a health coach. But it was also time for me to work on myself. So I would allocate a couple of hours to do the work. And then I made sure that like I went out and did fun stuff. I remember like going out and I rented a bike and I used to ride across the Delaware River between New Jersey and Philadelphia. I would go explore different neighborhoods in Philly that I hadn't really, like I've driven through, but I never walked through on foot. I was very intentional about doing things to enhance my lifestyle during No Work Wednesdays. So even though I wasn't traveling every single week, I still had to travel for work with this job with Deloitte. So my travel schedule was reduced to maybe like once or twice a quarter, but they were usually very long trips. So five, six day trips. But I love this time period, this time where I was able to really implement No Work Wednesdays and do more work on myself because it was during this time that I I cleaned up the negative beliefs about my body and my weight. I overhauled, literally overhauled what I was eating. I was so much more aware of how processed foods were affecting my body. I taught myself how to cook real food, not just like adding water and powdered sauce packet to something that's in a box and call it a meal, but I learned how to cook real food that I had to like chop and peel and all the things. I prioritized having fun. I had to reconcile my hurt feelings and some of my closest relationships. So I learned how to set boundaries for myself. And I started to realize how seriously my people-pleasing, my people-pleasing ways were causing me to eat and in so many different areas. It was almost like my own personal renaissance period. 
And I was committed to doing this work. At that time, the health coaching program was a year. And I was committed to doing everything that I could to figure out and break this cycle of losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. And I was doing the work, y'all. And when I found out that all these other things that I was doing, like setting boundaries and having fun and learning how to cook, like when I recognized all those other things were actually resulting in me losing weight without being on a diet, I was like, oh, this works. And I was all in. And then I was like, God, I can help other women break out of this yo-yo dieting and get off of this crazy weight loss struggle bus that I had found myself on. And it worked. And I did the work and I started losing weight at home. Now, this is what happened to me, y'all. It was great at home. It was like nirvana. And then a work trip would be added to the calendar. Jennifer, we need you to be here. And everything I was doing at home, my routine would stop. And it wasn't because I wasn't trying to do it at home. I just didn't know any other way. Because at that time, when I was enrolled in health coaching school, I didn't know about life coaching. I didn't have a one-on-one coach. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I was super frustrated when I had to travel for work because I would always gain weight and I would feel miserable when I got back home. And at the time, I didn't realize that the normal stress that comes along with working on site with the team, how much that affected my eating. So like I was saying, when I was with Deloitte, I was supporting consultants, right? I was in a work with an internal group and we supported the consultants. So my work trips consisted of five to seven days at the Deloitte University Leadership Center, which you can go Google it. It's a $300 million campus that was created, built from the ground up in Texas to support their employees' professional growth and development. And so because I was working internally in the groups to support Deloitte employees and mostly people in consulting, I was at DU a lot. DU is what we called it, Deloitte University. And it was a fantastic campus. I was there when they built it. So I was one of the pioneer program managers at the time that had programs when DU was built. And it had a fantastic campus. It had everything including lots of really, really good food, literally everywhere. And during that time, so this is like the early 2000s, actually it wasn't early 2000s, it was like in the 2000s, like 2011, 2012, so before I got married. But at that time, I didn't have the awareness to understand why my habits changed so drastically when I was away from work versus being at home in my routine. And what happened was, because I didn't have this awareness, I built this belief that anytime I traveled for work or for vacation, I was going to gain weight, period. And it was out of my control, right? Work travel automatically meant weight gain. And at that time, I didn't have the tools that I have now to believe anything else. And so I approached my work trips like you probably do if you have to travel for work. And so back then, I tried to manage my weight 
for these work trips, and maybe you do the same thing, is like I tried to give myself some rules around eating and like making myself work out. Because DU, fantastic place that it was, it had a full gym on the campus, complete with fitness classes and personal training. And I would tell myself that I was only going to eat salads at lunch and I was going to have no carbs at dinner. But... (laughs) The food at DU was amazing. They had five-star rated chefs, top-rated chefs. Everything was cooked fresh. They had eight million different options for everything. And the peer pressure from coworkers, plus the fact that I'm just greedy and I wanted to try everything, caused me to break all of the rules that I had set for myself before I went on the work trip. Imagine, end of a long work day, you're like, hanging out with your coworkers who you really like, they're like your friends, in a place where there is all-you-can-eat food, no limit, and everybody gets something different, and everybody's like, ooh, try this, ooh, try that, ooh, try this. It was a thing, y'all. So even outside of the mealtimes at DU, there were snacks upon snacks upon snacks upon snacks at these little snack stations everywhere throughout the campus. No matter where you went, you didn't have to walk very far. To, there was like free ice cream and free chips and free little, they said, bring out different sweets and cookies every afternoon. There was even a Starbucks on site, y'all, where everything in the Starbucks was free. Deloitte University is where I fell in love with Texas-style nut mix and yogurt-covered raisins. That was my sugary, salty snack choice in the afternoon. And then... Because we had these programs, the groups that I was working in, we had evening events, right? We had evening events, which were fun, but it had more food. And all of our events had beer and wine, open bar, because, you know, that's how we rolled at DU. And I worked with really great coworkers, and we always had fun. And we worked hard, but we also played hard. So there was always a chance to eat, drink, and be merry. And that's just how we rolled at DU. Until... I decided I cannot do this anymore. Again, I found myself in this yo-yo cycle. I wasn't dieting, but I found myself in this cycle of like gaining weight because I was away from home. And then as soon as I got home, I would lose the weight again. And then having to go away and gaining weight again and then coming back home and trying to lose the weight again. You know that quote by Albert Einstein? He says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. Well, when you find yourself stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, what I have learned is that you're not asking yourself the right questions. In fact, you may not be asking yourself any questions at all. And so that was my experience for a while I just accepted, I had this belief, I just accepted the fact that work travel meant that I was going to feel out of control around all the food and I was just going to gain weight. It was just like part of the deal. Like I had no other option. Listen, y'all, I have learned. Listen to me. I am your coach. You always, always, always have an option. Living a luxe life means living a full life full of options. I'm going to say that again. 
Living a luxe life means living a life full of options. If you think you have to travel for work and you have to gain weight and you don't have any other options, you're not living a luxe life. So here's the reason why you think you don't have any options. It's because you're not asking yourself the right questions. So if you travel for work and you can relate to my experiences as a frequent flyer, traveling for work, eating all the things on the road, and then feeling badly about yourself when you get home and trying to lose weight again when you get back home, I want you to ask yourself this question. Listen closely. If I could travel for work and not gain weight, what would I do? What would I do? Y'all, write that question down and see what comes up for you. There is power in the pen. Don't try to like think through the answer because your bratty brain is going to be like, that's not possible. Like there's no way I can travel for work and not gain weight. I want you to write down the question and answer it with a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going to tell it to you again. If I could travel for work and not gain weight, what would I do? What would I be doing? What is possible for you? Keep it real. Listen, this is a question that I finally learned to ask myself when I was like, I got to get out of this cycle. If I could travel for work, if I could go to DU for six days in a row, we used to call it the compound because we didn't leave at all. Everything was there and not gain weight. What would I do? So that's the question I asked myself. And the result was a personal travel protocol that I created for myself. Now, this wasn't just like any old eat less and try to work out plan that I was trying to like tell myself I was going to do before. But my travel protocol was linked to my very unique 90-day identity statement. This is a difference, y'all, of like just trying to say, oh, I got to just eat less. Oh, I just got to get some more activity in order to not gain weight. When you just come up with an airy-fairy plan that is not rooted in anything, it's going to backfire on you. This is exactly what I did. I created a travel protocol very specifically for my trips to DU that was linked to my identity statement. This is what you learn as part of my process when you're a private client or a member of the group. The thing with my private clients is I get to walk my private clients through their work travel step by step because their work travel experience may look very different from the one that I had when I was traveling for Deloitte going to DU. I walk my clients through their work travel step by step, and I help them plan for all of their potential obstacles, areas where they had trouble following a plan before when they were on the road. And we always link it back to their identity statement. Their identity statement is different from my identity statement. That's why my travel protocol is going to be different for their travel protocol. Your travel protocol is going to be linked to your identity statement, so it's going to look and feel different for you. I teach my clients in this process how to make decisions from where they want to be versus where they are now. 
When you learn how to make decisions about what you're going to eat, what you're not going to eat, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, when you learn how to make those decisions from the place where you want to be versus where you are now, it is such a freaking powerful place to be. And when you're there, your whole world will open up and suddenly you will see all the options available to you. Instead of saying, oh my God, when I travel, I'm automatically going to gain weight. If you want to stop gaining weight during your work trips, if you want to stop overeating, feeling like you don't have any options, or you try to go on the work trip with a super restrictive plan that backfires, if you're tired of that cycle, I want you to book a consult with me to learn more about my three-month coaching package for private clients. And as a private client, I will help you see that work travel doesn't have to be worrisome when it comes to your weight. Go to jenniferdent.com to see how you can work with me as a private client or get on the wait list for the next enrollment of Stop Dieting Forever. Have an amazing week, my friend. I love you so much. You can do this work. Live Lux, and I will see you in the next episode. If you liked today's episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, and you want to learn more about creating a lifestyle instead of following a diet to lose weight permanently, be sure to visit jenniferdent.com. There, you'll learn more about my unique weight loss process and how it can work for you. Go to jenniferdent.com to discover what you can do to stop dieting forever.